I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal, and as usual, I'm here with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, and we have one of our most informative and favorite guests with us today. Would you do the honors, Vicki? Absolutely. We're so happy to have with us once again, criminalist Judy Christman Yates. Hi, Judy. Nice to have you with us. As I've mentioned before, Judy does a monthly financial exploitation newsletter that is full of information that's very important to share. And I noticed three different articles that she had written regarding vaccination cards, from what to do with the card once you have it, to how scammers are plotting to cash in on any confusion we might have about the card. So welcome, Judy. Good to have you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm delighted to be on Scam Squad. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate that. So here's my first question for you. Many of us, and hopefully most of us, have now been vaccinated and we've received our little vaccination card. So the question is, what should we do with our cards? Well, Vicki, it's recommended that you photograph or scan your original vaccine card and you keep a copy on your phone or other mobile devices. Also, that you make a paper copy. Do not laminate the original because you may need it for your booster shot info. It is fine to laminate a copy or not and carry it with you. It's not required that you laminate, but that's your choice. Just preferably not the original. However, if you did laminate that original, you can check with your state registry and you can get your information from your vaccine. So you don't really have to worry about what's going to happen. And we don't know if the booster is going to get a new card. We're really not sure yet. Definitely um, do not share the photo of your COVID card online, for heaven's sakes, or with anybody that has no need to know. Not your family, not your friends, because if you literally have a copy out there, a photograph, then somebody can download that and use it as their own, or they can modify your card. And um, they can use that to create other um, cards in your name, other uh, you know financial cards. Uh, there is something called medical ID theft, something we can talk about some other time, but they can actually use your medical benefits. It's not a big deal right now because all of this is free. But, you know, don't be sharing with people that um, have no need to know. Don't share personal information unless somebody has the need to know. Always good advice. And I think that's really interesting advice to not laminate because I hear so many people saying, oh, yeah, I've got my card and I'm going to laminate the original. But no. Um, and my, my husband keeps bugging me about taking a picture of my card for my phone. So I guess he's right about that. I should do that as well as make a paper copy and I could laminate the paper copy, but keep the original pure. Right. And whatever device you have it on, you should have passwords on all of your devices, whether it's a password, your finger, your thumbprint, face recognition. 
But you have personal information on there. Your COVID information is going to be one more piece of personal information. So make sure you protect that mobile device. Thank you. Now, you also mentioned in one of your newsletters that California has unveiled a website to access or download a digital copy of our immunization records. So what can you tell us about that? Well, first, it helps to understand that a digital app on a mobile device is a lot quicker to validate. It's harder to lose. The digital record may have less information. Leave your birth date off so you are sharing less personal information when you use it. So it's really a good idea. Unfortunately, there is no federal passport, only the paper version from the Center for Disease Control, CDC, that we got when we got our first vaccination. So this is all because of unresolved political differences. That may change one day, but I have no idea when or if. California was early to introduce a digital app, and it's called the Smart Health Card. And I'm going to speak to that in a moment. But right now, many, many states have provided websites to their residents of their state that has the COVID information. How would this be used? Well, sites we're discussing today are for individuals to access their own information for their convenience so that they can travel and, you know, have some freedom out there. But because Scam Squad's audience is national, I highly recommend that everybody go to cdc.gov first, and you will find information on immunization. And there is an entire list of every state. And you will be able to click on your state, and it will give you all the latest information on COVID and the card. Okay. And is that how we'd access the app, by going to that site and finding California Would they have the app on there or is there another way to access it? I find that it's the easiest. I mean, there's so much information out there. I like to keep it really simple. Go to a government app, in this case, cdc.gov, click on your state. That'll take you to another government app. And I'm going to tell you more about, I'll give you an example in a moment, but start with cdc.gov. Okay. And that will get me to the app or smart health card. For California and organizations and every other state. Now, is California mandating that people use this app? No, they are not mandating the use of the state digital (laughs) registration or the smart health card, but it's highly recommended that you use it. Basically, all your information is already available online. States that have it have already put the information there, whether you access it or not. So I did go online registered mine this morning, and it was really quick. All they asked for was my first and last name. And they asked for my cell phone number or my email, whatever I have attached to that Mm -hmm. information. You know, I did that when we got the first vaccination. And then it came back and it said, okay, pick a four digit code and be sure to keep it. Immediately, I sent that in. I got it back on my phone in this particular case. I had the four digits. I remembered that. It's important to remember that because the information just doesn't pop up. You have to put your code in each time. Okay. Voila. Now I have that information there. I can print it. I can send it to my computer. I can make a PDF. You know, whatever it is I want to do with that. 
but it was really simple. Some of my friends, excuse me, who live in other countries are talking about the QR code that they have to pull up when they fly. Is that a similar thing? Do you know? States are doing different things. California does have a QR code and that stands for quick response code. The PDF was created by Adobe. That transfers to all computers. The QR code is a two-dimensional version of a barcode And it typically is in the shape of a square, and it's made up of black and white pixels. And it's something that can be scanned. So when you're going into a school or a ball game or whatever it happens to be, somebody with a scanner can just scan it. But I recently did an episode for the BBB on their Your Moment of Trust, and they're talking about all the scammers that are coming up with these phony QR codes. You just think it's a QR code and it's safe. So that's something that, as you said, it's so important that you get this off of a legitimate site. Go to a government site, right? Because the QR code, one of the scams that I have seen was at a restaurant. You know, now they don't want to use paper. So they have the QR code and go, oh, put this in your phone and you can order. Well, a scammer can go in and put it on a real estate board or wherever they want. They just layers over it because you look at that and a machine can read it. A human being, it looks like I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So if you have that problem, you need to go and check out that website, do your homework and check out that website for that particular barcode. There is a place online that you can check that out and I can provide you that information. Good to know. I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be flying mid-September and the airlines has required that we go online. And I think what they're asking us to do is create this smart health card on our phone and they're going to give us a QR code. So it sounds to me like the airlines are already starting to use this as some kind of validation that in fact we have been vaccinated. So I guess travel, you're going to be required to have one of these apps on your phone and have the information in your app. Exactly. Travel, going to school, going into a federal building, lots of places. So Patty was telling us about some scams that she's heard about in connection with the whole issue of how do we prove we've been vaccinated. And since different organizations seem to require different kinds of proof, how might scammers take advantage of this possible confusion? It really comes down to the confusion in all the laws, the regulations, the do's, the don't. Scammers love confusion. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that you understand and do nothing too quickly. You do your verification. Scammers are buying, stealing, making and selling fake cards because of worldwide requirements. They're different everywhere. I mean, I have no idea what they are. And you may not know what they are today. So you need to stay current on there, on those requirements. Unfortunately, those who are not vaccinated want to go out and have access to all the things that the vaccinated people, when they show their card, can attend or participate in. And so they may feel that they have the right to go out and do this, and they're just going to get a fake card. And it's really important to know if you are using a fake COVID card, that it has an official federal seal on it, you are guilty of a felony, can be up to five years in prison, And of course, you may well be jeopardizing someone's life. Yeah. So I have heard there's a big business now in making fake vaccination cards. I've also read that it's rampant on college campuses. 
What are the kids who haven't gotten vaccinated but still want to go places, like you said, they're getting those fake cards and they're using a fake card is a criminal offense, like you mentioned. So they're taking a real risk by doing that. It's not only illegal to manufacture them, it's illegal to use them. So I'm glad you pointed that out to us. So do you have any particular tips to keep us safe from scammers? Some of the tips, of course, are always protect your personal information. The key to scam squad, protect your personal information. So don't put a photo of your card on internet and only show it to those people who have a need to know. It turns out right now, it seems that the digital access to your information seems to be the safest bet. And like I had mentioned before, make sure whatever mobile device you have has your password or something secure so that you can get in it. People steal your devices for three reasons. They steal them for the hardware just so they can sell it. They sell them to get on your computer or your phone or iPad, whatever it happens to be, so that they can access all your information. Additionally, like for uh, data and voice, they use your service and can charge thousands of dollars. So you should always have that password on there, whatever form that happens to be. As far as accessing, I'm going to skip back for a moment to how do you get your information. So start with cdc.gov, go to your state and look up your immunization records. Every state has it. Then go to the link right on that link that says create a card. It's really easy to do. And if you happen to have any problems or you know of any scams, then you need to notify ftc.gov. There's a place to report fraud. And also you need to report to your state attorney general's office. So you can go to consumerresources.org or you can just go to California Attorney General's office or whatever the name of your state. So, you know, be sure to report those. Thank you so much, Judy. As usual, you've got some very important and valuable information for us. And so totally appreciate you being on our show today. And we do have some good news today. And Patty Teal is (laughs) going to tell us a story which ends with some good news. So Yes, the good news is I did not get scammed thanks to being a part of this show and all the warnings that we've given out and they applied to me. So here's the story true story. Happened just uh, a couple of days ago. I was renewing a rental car for another week and they weren't answering the phone that was on my rental agreement. And so I kept calling and calling and getting disconnected. So I looked up the phone number online and I called the number, a different number. I'm like, oh good, they have another number. And they answered right away. And when I asked to renew it, they uh, said they could only take American Express and that there was going to be another deposit to put down, even though I'd already put one down for, I think, $500 or something. And I said, but I don't have American Express. And the woman didn't miss a beat. And she said, that's no problem because you can go down and get a gift card (laughs) (laughs) at Target or, and, uh, you know, so, uh, of course my red flag that Vicky is going to start waving when we have these warnings came up immediately (laughs) because we've said over and over, if someone asks you to pay with a gift card, it's a scam. And I told them you're a scam and got off the phone, but I think they asked for American Express, gave it some legitimacy. And I'm sure that's why they did that 
probably knowing that many people don't have American Express. So that's how they kind of drew me in in the first place to thinking it was the real site. So I found it online. I Googled the company name and it was a fake website, fake phone number, fake everything. But thanks for all your warnings, (laughs) Vicki. We are going to start waving a real red flag. I know. One of those warnings. So, Patty, that really is good news. That you caught it in time, that you didn't get scammed. Thank you for sharing that story. And again, be careful of the number that you get online. If you run a company, the scammers are often first in line. So don't trust the number that you necessarily get online, sad to say. Yes. Well, thank you, Patty. And thank you again, Judy, for your valuable information. Oh, yes. Dr. Judy Crispin Yates, we really thank you and all your great advice. And of course, Vicki always has wonderful advice as well. And could you give the fraud hotline number, Vicki? Yes, it's area code 805-568-2442. 805-568-2442. For those that live in the Santa Barbara area. And thank you very much. Until next time. Thanks, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Good job, Judy. Thanks so much.